What's up, everybody? We are back. Another week of the Pluto Brothers Podcast. Eric, coming to you live, episode 35. What are we talking about today? I want to go on the offense. I want to go on defense. Well, let's talk about offense and defense then. Okay, in school, yeah. when you played sports, did you like to be on offense or defense? You know what? I liked to be on offense the best, but I was the best at defense. No way. Yeah. I always took you for an offensive player. No, man. Well, I was on the basketball team. I was this pit bull defenseman. Like, I would just slap the ball out of people's hands and like, Eric, you're guarding 32 because he was the baddest mofo. Yeah. And I would be on him like glue. Couldn't shoot for shit, but I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same. I was a defensive player in every sport. And uh, yeah, like it, for instance, hockey, I was a stand-up defenseman. I'd freaking rock people on the, yeah. the blue lines. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. So I feel like you need a bit of both to be effective in anything, right? Like there's a time to go on offense. There's a time to shell up and take some hits Mm -hmm. and and minimize damage. So let's take it from when you're, yeah, when you're sparring, you know, you know, when you're sparring and you're, you, you know, when you're getting your ass kicked or you've run out of gas, that's Mm -hmm. the worst when you're like, okay, now I have to go into default defense mode because I have nothing left in the tank. That feeling is the worst. Yeah. When you cannot put out any offense because you have zero breath left. Yeah. You're like, I'm just in survival mode right now. Yeah. That is the worst. And I feel like conditioning the body for that is great, but there's still, I find that it doesn't really matter how much you condition yourself. There's always a limit. There's always going to be a point where you're like, wow, I'm bagged. You know, I, the more I listen to a lot of, martial artists in particular in filipino martial arts they always say offense there should be no defense offense 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 Mm. and i kind of agree to that at a point in filipino martial arts you're using weapons a lot so of course you always have to be offensive now when it comes to sport it's a prolonged period of time right like if you're sparring in a brazilian jiu-jitsu match you're going to have to use defense you can't just be on offense all the time right right but I think the best fighters or the best martial artists have learned to fuse both offense and defense at the same time. Mm-hmm. Recently, we just watched a boxing match, Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were just watching these two legends go at it. But even when you watch like Roy, Roy Jones Jr. throw a jab, he is throwing his offense but his head and his body was doing the defense at the same time. At the same time. Or when Mike Tyson would go in for his combos, he's covered in every moment of time in his peekaboo style. And I think it's it's like that with most things. Like yeah. as soon as you can separate offense and defense and have them operating at the same time, that's when mastery kicks in. Nice. I like that. Yeah. And I feel like that that has so many different applications in business in life you know like there is a time to go on offense in business you know hey here's the opportunity we need to attack this opportunity we need to jump on this or it's like yo big threat we need to we need to be we need to play defense we need to figure out how we're going to navigate this you know but being able i like that doing both at the same time being offensively offensively defensive and defensively offensive you know, yeah. What do they say? What, what's that like sports? Are like you know the like those football Defense coaches wins championships. No, no. They say 
the best defense is a strong offense. Or yeah, something but then like there's that. also defense. Was, like, there's yeah, yeah, one yeah. for both sides. So that's interesting to think about. So, so do you think it's more like a, of a yin-yang, like, like, like you have to have both? Or is it, where, where do you feel? What, do, what are you feeling? <sighs> My gut tells me you need to be more offensive. And it's because instinctively we play too much defense. It's not our nature to be out there, be aggressive, and to like put yourself at risk. Because when you go on offense, you expose yourself. True enough. You are exposed on offense. There's an opening. But if you stay on defense, you're always kind safe. of playing it safe. Good call. So I think just looking at nature we are designed to be more defensive so we need to push more offensive tactics Udo brothers for example we could be defensive right now we could say coronavirus is on we could say everything's really hard right now cash flows issues cash flow issues let's shell up and see what happens after corona right or we could be like Let's adapt, evolve, and change the way we do things and do more. Beautiful. Go on offense. Yep. But we, we expose ourselves when we do that. Yes. Right? It and does, we'll take some hits. And it does not come without risk. Yep. And very rarely do you win a fight without getting hit. Yes. A lot of people forget that. Yeah. You got to take some hits. And, and sometimes it's not pretty. And that's why sparring is important. Yes. And it's so cool because, like, it's legit the same metaphor. Actual sparring and actual fighting, you're going to get hit. Actual business, actual life, you're going to get hit. Yeah. And if you don't go on offense, that's how you become a couch potato doing nothing to achieve a better life. And, you know, playing offense and defense at the same time is almost like setting up win-win scenarios. Like, I'm going to do this action or technique or strategy and if i land it i succeeded but if i missed or i got hit i get information back and i know how to improve my game right away and you see those ring fighters they could be kind of at the beginning of the fight they never just go in and execute their game plan they walk in there they throw out some stuff. They check what you're doing. They they read and analyze you. And then they put on their attack. So right. you they but you need to throw something. Yeah. You need to throw out a, a stimulus yeah. in order to get some type of a feedback that mm -hmm. then you can make actions on in place. Right. And it's so funny when you were describing the offensive part, like I, I could picture in my mind someone being on defensive by duck and by bob and by weaving which when the dude has gone on offense there's that opening and how many knockouts have you seen when someone's throwing and they threw everything which exposed the chin and ding yes night night totally happens like, so it's that balance so dodging is the defense which sets up the offense and I feel like we've done that in Budo Brothers as well. It's like where we might take hits on, you know, a batch of products that that either the quality doesn't meet our standards and we write it off because we've done that many a times. Yeah. We refuse to bring out products that aren't top, top shelf. Right. 
And so sometimes that, so that's a defensive move. That's us taking a hit, but we learn from that. And then we know, all right, this is how we got to run this. This is how we're going to design the next product. And this is what we learned from the situation to make us come out with that top shelf product. Okay. Now here's a question. There is a video game. It's of your life. Okay. But it's, have you seen Jumanji? You probably haven't seen Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one of them on a plane. You die if you don't succeed this thing. Okay. But you've got extra lives, right? You get... We'll give you three lives. All right. Fuck it. But going into the game, you get to pick your stats. Okay. And you have two options. Okay. Full offensive character. Ooh, okay. Or full defensive character. Ooh. Which character do you pick? Remember, the stakes are life and death. (laughs) And if you win, you get $3 million. If you lose, you die. Well, what does winning mean? So, how do you win? Like by going and wrecking things, or shelling up? <laughs> let's say it's a. Let's say it's a. Let's say it's a fighting game. Okay, I'm going like for- Street Fighter. <laughs> so, I like, feel like you can't win on deep. You can't just like uh, uh, the guy's gonna. You gotta have some. You can't be all. I, I'm offense. I'm, all offense. All offense. All offense. So like you're going for. I'm it, going. But if you get touched, you're done. Yeah. Okay. Because well, how else are you gonna win? If it's a fighting game with no offense and you just you what you just wait till he tires out like I'm done kicking okay. your ass? <laughs> okay, say it's a say it's a basketball game. Your team could either be all defensive or all offensive. Ooh. Man, you th- but this is this it's proves the still point. Offense, right? This po- no, but this proves the point. There needs to be balance. Right. You can't win either way. You know, you like well, it depends. It depends. Can, yeah. yeah. It can. But there's been, it has to be there's offense. There's always exceptions, right? There's there is. there's teams that had the most amazing offense and mm-hmm. just put people away. True enough. And they they just can never and the, catch the up. The offense was the defense. Yeah. And maybe that's what the, that saying comes from. It's like the best defense is a powerful offense. Right. Yeah. Like when you're just racking up the score. I remember the New England Patriots yeah. had freaking well, they had a well rounded team, but yeah, there's been sports teams where they had no defense, all offense. Yeah. And it's like if you were going into fight and you had all stand-up game but no ground game, but you were just a sick, like a sick striker, that's kind of the same thing. It's like mm. something happens outside of your element and then, uh-oh, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. But if you could keep that person standing, rat-a-tat-tat, mm-hmm. six-piece combo. So I don't know. I that's a tough one. I would choose all offense as yeah. well. I think if I if there's if there's no middle, there's no middle. It's offense. Like you don't have a you got a way better chance at winning by actually throwing. Yeah, you know you can't strike hit a home run without swinging. And plus, it's more exciting. Yeah, <laughs> nobody likes to watch the defensive <laughs> defensive matches for sure. I guarantee there's some proverb out there, you know, like the tortoise and the hare or something. Like, yeah. there's got to be something. Someone find that. Where the tortoise is the good one? <laughs> no, the tortoise. No, the, like, <laughs> or sorry, the, the, the hare defense is the good wins. One? The defense wins somehow. Yeah, slow I'm sure and steady is the tortoise. Slow and steady wins the race. But, but that I feel guy like, was still on offense. He's still trying to win. Yeah, step by step. Yeah, step by step. He's moving forward. Slowly but surely. Yeah, I don't know. So in business, what do you think the right balance is as well? Like setting up strong defenses or going on full out, full offense? I really think that it comes down to two major playing fields. 
with your growth, your trajectory, your ideas, your creation, offensive all the time. Just always be trying and trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing until you can figure out something work and just keep that cycle going repetitively. Defense, though, is an operations game. Mm -hmm. Defense comes down to your systems. Systems are things that happen automatically without you even thinking about them. Nice. Like good investors have systems of investing set up where they automatically withdraws from their account and puts it into there and they start saving. And then, you know, they have stop losses. Everything is set up and has a system. They're not like, oh man, I'm so nervous about this stock. Okay. Yeah. I think now is the right time to pull it. And then it goes bust and then they're bust. It's the same with business and the same with even like fitness. The people that can stick to the system or the plan consistently day in, day out, protect themselves from loss. And it's like for us, having a person who does our books and consistent on numbers, like those are things that are going to protect you in bad situations. That is the defense. Yeah. I like that. Defense being systems, offense being trying things, launching shots. Uh, Another thing about defense too is defense works kind of best in a team. Like, you know, as your business grows, your legal team needs to increase. Your um, people who edit and put out your content, your research team, team, your finance team, they need to increase because they're going to protect you from things that you're unfamiliar about in an area where I don't know about you, but on offense, I kind of like being like LeBron James or for you and me, like Jordan and Scottie Pippen or something like that. We get to just go out there and do it. And like the eyes are on us because we don't have to be like, hey, board of 30 Uh, people. We want to go on offense. What do you think about this play? Yeah. Yeah. No. And let's keep it that way. Honestly, I want to take this as far as we can. Just you and I. No employees. All awesome contractors that are doing amazing things themselves. Yes. Let's see how far we can grow with no employees, no shareholders, no investors, no nothing. No bosses. Yeah. I think that has always been a dream of ours. And... As entrepreneurs, our vision really switched up massively because young kids going up 18, 19, 20 years old, we knew we were going to be entrepreneurs. We looked at companies like Nike and these massive big corporations. And when we got into the game a bit farther, we realized what those corporations had to become in order to be who they are. Like the CEOs of those companies aren't doing like looking at shoes and designing them and figuring them out. They're dealing with like lawsuits, thousands of employees, like a whole bunch of stuff, different problems. And like, we don't want to do that. No. And I mean, yes, they make drastically more money, but who cares? We're going to live awesome lives doing what we love and not working a day. And I think that is a big change with the next upcoming generation of entrepreneurs. I know there's a lot of us out there 
who don't really need a Fortune 500 company, but they just you just want enough cash flow to be unchained from, you know, society bills, things like the that, hamster to make wheel. your own decisions and control your own life. And once you have that, what else do you really need? Like, what's three million versus thirty million, or thirty billion versus three hundred million? It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. You know, not saying that I don't think we will want to be a $30 million company someday, but like, why do you need to grow to a $300 million company? Why should yeah. that be part of your plan right yeah. now? Well, big part of that is, well, we've got shareholders. Well, this private equity firm invested in us at uh, at 10 million valuation. They're going to want a hundred. So like, that's the game that these people play that it's just a game that we're not going to play, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I do feel think you're right i do think there is a new generation that don't care about that that don't care about the trillions and all this they want a life they want a lifestyle and they want their business to not be work they want to do what they were put on the planet to do and that's fulfilling and what else do you need if you're fulfilled yeah and i feel like that's coming and you know recognizing who you are as a person because in the fight game there is a major difference between somebody, and we've seen it, who does it professionally and somebody who is a hobbyist. Like, let's take a MMA person like Michelle Watterson. That's her freaking livelihood. That's Pro- how she eats. Profession. <laughs> yeah. Like, how she looks at martial arts is way different than you and I. Big time. Or you take a tactical person who's using it for military SWAT, right. something like that. They take their martial arts at a whole nother level because mm-hmm. it's life and death. Mm-hmm. So if you are an entrepreneur or a business person, you have to determine what type of business person you are. Yeah. You and I are playing for keeps. We've pretty much made every element of our lives related to entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And we take it very seriously now if you are a person who likes entrepreneurship you have to be very realistic about it because the business world is savage just like stepping into the octagon is savage yes just like stepping anything to the ring is savage savage yeah. just like stepping into the any- jungle yes it's <laughs> just savage and only the elite can survive. And that's just the game. That is the game. And you cannot cheat it. And the only way to be a king in the jungle is to put in the is to put in the work. Mm. I almost cussed there. Just to put in the <laughs> put in the goddamn work. It's there's no shortcut to it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you need a bit of raw skill, talent, genetics, whatever. Yeah. Right but it's that work ethic and it's okay to have a side hustle and to have an online store that brings you in a few thousand dollars a month or a few hundred dollars a month. Yeah. If you're learning things and growing. Yeah. But to get to any elite level, especially in martial arts, especially in business, it's commitment, that commitment and that, sacrifice you sacrifice your life to it yeah you're like i'm in yeah and 
we have sacrificed our life to martial arts and business. The fusion of the two. Which is our sweet spot. Yeah. And that's what we spend every day thinking it's about. It's so true. I, I, one of my favorite books was, it's actually called The Sweet Spot. I read it when I was in university by uh, Eric Senft or something. Like, I, I have to get, it's called The Sweet Spot. It's an older book, but it's literally just a book about where your gifts, purpose, and passion all align. You know those three circle Venn yes. diagrams? Is there a Japanese term for that too? Uh, ikigai. 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 That's reason for being. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So very similar. Exactly. So where are your gifts? What are you, what are you gifted at? What are you good at? Yeah. What's your purpose? Why were you put on this planet? Right? And what are you passionate about? What, what gets you excited? If you can find something that does all three in those, that's the sweet spot. And I think that's the Buddha Brothers challenge. Ooh. So what's just lay out that diagram for me so we so people can draw it out. Yeah. So you're gonna draw your three gift. circles. Yes. And then they all fuse in the center to make a a, a space, yes. right? And, and and the three circles are gifts. What are you gifted at? What are you naturally good at? And then you write definitions under that. Gifts. gifts. Yes. Yeah. Passion. What are you passionate about? What gets you excited? What can you not wait to do? And then purpose. What's your why? Why do you get up in the every day? What what do you want to do on this earth? Gifts, purse, perf, gifts, purpose, passion. When you can find that space where all three of those aligns, that's the sweet spot. Nice. So looking for those the sweet spots in your life where those three things where you can see those three things evident. Love it. That I is the Budo Brothers challenge. Another great episode. Kyle, thank you for this. That was great. I loved it. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. I hope you got some value, and I hope you start going on offense in life. Unless you got a Ray Lewis defense. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Catch you next week.